Hey there, everyone. Before we start the show, we here at Popcorn for Dinner want to give a big shout out to our good friend and illustrator Kyle Kedzik for helping us celebrate making it to 40 episodes with some uh, brand new custom artwork, which is now up on all of our social media accounts. We love it. We hope you love it. And if you're looking for some new custom artwork for your business or project, you can look him up on Facebook at Kyle Kedzik or even drop him a line at kylekedzik at gmail.com. That's K-Y-L-E-K-E-D-Z-U-C. Welcome back to Popcorn for Dinner. This is Jeff. And Kelly. Baseball Movie Month is continuing here with week two. Uh, We're jumping forward ahead in time a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just a scooch. Uh, (laughs) Eight Men Out obviously taking place in 1919. And we are jumping ahead to the 1970s with the 1976 American sports comedy film, The Bad News Bears. Yay! This was one I was looking forward to really hard. Um, not because I'd ever seen it before. I had never seen it before. Yeah. Uh, but just because I had heard of it for so, so, so long. Kind of similar mm. to 8 Men Out, where it was like, I've heard of this, never actually sat down and actually watched it. Yeah, I had definitely heard of this more than 8 Men Out. One of my college roommates, like, she, whenever something happens, she's like, oh, bad news bears. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's how I've like, always used it in my life. I'd be like, oh, whoa, that's bad news bears. Like, yeah. if something was bad. Like, that was the only reference. I think it's from uh, Goldmember. Or actually, he doesn't use it that way in Goldmember, but that's where I heard it from Goldmember. Because if did you see that one? Mm-hmm. I just remember the character of Goldmember would say a line from a popular thing <laughs> and then, like, say the name of the thing afterwards, you mm-hmm. know? kind of a really lame joke yeah but i just remember i i'd have to go back and look and see what the reference is now that i've seen the movie yeah but he says something and then goes like bad news bears <laughs> so i knew what bad news bears like i knew it was a phrase mm-hmm. um and i knew it was a baseball movie i mean i technically knew a lot about it ahead of time uh because it's one of kevin smith's favorite movies gotcha. so he and he and Mosier talk about it a lot on smodcast mm-hmm. and so i knew how it ended and those sorts of things but it was still like i just but i've never seen it i need to sit down i need to watch this movie finally for the first time (laughs) uh starring walter Matthau, who i've only ever known as a grumpy old man and i thought it was hilarious that he was a grumpy old man in 1976 right he's another one like did yeah was was he he ever ever young young? (laughs) (laughs) it was so funny because like literally that was that was what i knew him from it's like he was he played mr wilson in the the uh, Dennis, Dennis the Menace, Menace movie yeah. that came out in the 90s and then he was in Grumpy Old Men with uh, Jack Lemmon mm-hmm. so to me Walter Matthau is old man like floppy faced old man yeah. who hates everything <laughs> there were certain scenes where I was like he looks like he's related to Mr. Bean yeah he's got a bit of a Rowan Atkinson look to him I, yeah. I could see that for sure yeah. it's it's the nose really <laughs> yeah. the sort of bulbous nose yeah 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 it was super on my radar mm-hmm. and once we kind of settled on baseball movie month it was like oh absolutely has to be a part of it have to fucking watch bad news bears the bad news bears something really funny because i just like when we do these i look up the movies on wikipedia just in case there's things in here to look at or like who the hell was that again let me take Mm -hmm. a look and if you go to wikipedia and you type in bad news bears the 2005 movie or 2006 movie with billy bob thornton shows up oh because that movie dropped the the it was oh, a remake okay. of it, and it mm-hmm. dropped the the. So the old movie is The Bad News Bears. New movie is Bad News Bears. And if you don't write the the, it brings you the wrong movie, which I thought was hysterical. Like, you don't, you wouldn't just immediately go to the original? Yeah. Okay. All right, Wikipedia, was whatever. It, was there at least a thing, like, did you mean? No, it just takes you immediately to Bad oh. News Bears. And then, obviously, there's a link in there that's like, a remake of this movie, and you yeah. can click that. But, it, yeah, it doesn't go to this one. <laughs> I knew coming into it that it that like it was obviously a movie about kids, mm-hmm. you know, like a, a little league team. I knew that they were bad. 
yeah. and not just because bad news bears. Like <laughs> I liked how the name came in. Yeah. Like when I when I realized what the what it was when he's going through, like oh, we're gonna play the athletics. What does that mean? Bad news for the athletics. Yeah. Like oh okay, that's what it means. It's not necessarily an insult. Yeah. Which I sort of assumed it was. Like <laughs> Me too. oh geez, the bad news bears. Look at yeah. them. Only bad news comes out of them. Yeah. Like okay, I get what it means now. <laughs> Uh, but I knew it was, you know, a bunch of kids. I knew that it was like more blue than you might <laughs> expect from a movie about kids. Yeah. Um, and uh, while watching it, I was like, oh, man, I don't know the full history of kids sports movies. Mm -hmm. But you look at this and you look at Mighty Ducks and <laughs> fucking looking at Mighty Ducks. I'm like, what a what a like polished taking song. all the edge off <laughs> version of bad news bears the mighty ducks is with mighty ducks it's like everything is super wholesome and obviously at the end the ducks win mm -hmm. and you know it's zany and stuff <laughs> you know what i mean like mm -hmm. slap shots throw people across the ice and all yeah. that sort of zaniness <laughs> i was so happy there was none of that in this movie yeah all the baseball action was just little league baseball action it wasn't like this kid can throw 150 miles an hour yeah or like some kid tried to catch the ball and it flipped him head over heels backwards mm -hmm. for 30 feet like a three stooges short yeah. or something like that a hole in his glove exactly it was none of that and i was like awesome it's literally just kids playing fucking little league yeah and really it's like the adults who are <laughs> the, the, yeah the, uh, terrible and uh overly competitive and mm -hmm. make it bigger than it is and all that kind of stuff Which seems pretty true to life true i i i, I liked that about it mm -hmm. like uh that first friggin game that the bears play yeah because i mean to set it up it's funny too to try to set it up because from the beginning of the movie i was very confused i only understood really what was happening when i looked it up on wikipedia afterwards because <laughs> the start of the movie is really unclear yeah because it's like okay see there's there's fucking buttermaker who is walter Matthau. Which um, I could not figure out what the hell his last name was. Well, there it's because they keep making jokes and they keep calling him like Butterworth or Boilermaker or stuff like that. Yeah, so if you like, didn't catch it the first time and then you realize everyone's saying different things, you're like, what the hell? What? Yeah, there's at least two notes of mine that are like, what the fuck is his name? <laughs> yeah, which is funny, too. He has a first name, but they never say it in the movie. It's Morris. Morris Buttermaker. Yep. But he is an obviously alcoholic, uh, washed out <laughs> uh, baseball player mm -hmm. who has been hired to coach a team in a little league in California. Yeah. And the team is made up of like essentially the worst players <laughs> in the area, it seems like. I had to fucking look up in here exactly what happened because it's like he... He goes there, he's talking to the kids, he's talking to that guy with the mustache, Whitewood, yeah. who like is paying him to do this. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know if you looked it up later, <laughs> but <laughs> what actually happens is that that guy, his kid, like didn't make an actual team. He's like the first baseman kid, one of the blonde kids. There's mm -hmm. so many blonde kids, it got hard I to keep know. track of them. Thankfully, they weren't that integral to the movie. Yeah. It wasn't like, I'm, I'm really super uh interested in what this kid is doing because essentially there's a bunch of little shits yeah but that kid apparently he didn't get in with any of the other teams so this guy sued the league okay to create another team that his son could then play on and gotcha. he hired buttermaker to be the manager of the team mm -hmm. and that's why all the kids are the worst is because they couldn't make it on the other teams but now there's an extra team, so all these terrible players <laughs> play for the Bears. Yeah. None of that is explained. No. It literally just starts. He shows up. Uh, Whitewood gives him a check, mm -hmm. and he's like, go manage these kids. Yeah. And then he does. And then uh, Vic Morrow shows up. What was the guy's name? Roy Turner. Yeah. The coach of the Yankees team mm -hmm. who shows up and essentially is like, this is never gonna happen like yeah. you guys are terrible and maybe you should just give up now and before anything has even started they haven't even hit the field to practice yet yeah and this guy's like your kids are terrible you're obviously a drunk you don't know what you're doing this is the worst <laughs> but he goes and he practices with them briefly he's drunk most of the time like um, all the time <laughs> that's sort of his defining characteristic yeah <laughs> um and you know they're terrible obviously 
Uh, I didn't quite understand the like <laughs> the age bracket yeah. of which of like what ages these kids were because like eventually you get Jackie Earl Haley's character Kelly mm-hmm. who rolls up and you know is awesome and can hit and actually field and yeah. play baseball uh, and he seems you know maybe like 13 mm-hmm. 12 13 ish yeah and then there's that fucking uh what was his name Tanner the real piece of shit kid, the the shortest one who was absolutely horrible, mm-hmm. and I would have definitely kicked him off the team. Yeah, <laughs> the second time he called all of his teammates a bunch of slurs, I've been like, you know what? Maybe you should just go home and never play organized sports again. Yeah, you need to work. You need to be in like a solo sport. <laughs> yeah, you need to work on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but that kid seemed like he was like eight or nine or something yeah. i don't know so he seemed way too young yeah so is it uh, like an eight to 14 eight to 13? yeah really it like, just seemed just... like whoever showed up could be on the team yeah. or something i don't even know uh, but that was a little confusing but all of those little details and things kind of don't matter in the end because that's really not what it's about it's 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 yeah. it's your classic like underdog trying to prove themselves in a world where nobody believes in them mm-hmm uh, and that's essentially like the gist of it. It's like he takes over the team. They play their first game in the era before slaughter rules. Yes, that because... was one of my notes. Like, what <laughs> is happening? Why is there not a slaughter rule to at least end the inning? Yeah, right. But yeah, it was like, what? It was like 28 to nothing by the time Buttermaker goes up and is just like, uh, we quit. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, forfeit. we forfeit this game. We're out of here. Um, and it, it really hit me at that moment of like, my god like because even one of the kids either on the other team or in the crowd or something you hear someone mention that it's a slaughter Mm -hmm. and i was like is this the beginning of the slaughter rule era where people start realizing like oh man it's probably like really horrible and demoralizing for these kids who where it's like they just they're just not there yet yeah in their talents or whatever to the point where it's like an inning won't end unless you make plays. And if these kids can't make plays, it'll never end. Yeah. So And there's supposed to be five more innings. Yeah, really. Uh, so they get slaughtered. Obviously, the whole team is like, we suck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which was uh, a fun way to do it in terms of like the kids deciding that they didn't want to play anymore. Yeah. And telling him, Buttermaker, that they're like, yeah, we all took a vote and we decided that we yeah. quit. Everyone's making fun of us at school. Yeah. So fuck this. So we quit. <laughs> um, I liked that scene with Ahmad where he where, where Buttermaker climbs the tree after mm-hmm. the kids just like stripped his uniform off and he just climbs the tree, <laughs> which it was it was really like that kind of got to me like uh, kids and movies and like being sad and stuff. It, it rarely is like a, you know, cause kids, kids sadness can be so like unreasonable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where they're yeah. just, where it's just like, you, you don't need to be this upset about this thing. It doesn't actually matter that much, but they're kids and they don't really understand. And they kind of whatever, but this kid's plight seemed so real where mm-hmm. like the fact that he threw his uniform off yeah. and he's just like, I don't deserve to wear that. Yeah. I'm terrible. And then Buttermaker sits down and gives him that speech about Hank Aaron, you know, his favorite player and whatnot. And mm-hmm. how he's like, oh, yeah, you know, thank God Hank Aaron didn't think like you when he committed 42 errors in his first Little League game, which I was like, I highly doubt that's real. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that era, it was like, what are you going to yeah, do? Yeah, what are you going to do? Fucking look up his Little League records or something? How? Yeah. <laughs> I like the way that he that he, you know, sort of appealed to the world to make it seem real where he was like it's common knowledge that he did that kid mm-hmm. everyone knows you know that don't give me that guff mm-hmm. like, i love your that favorite player you know everything about him yeah it was a fun little bit of like kind of reverse psychology where mm-hmm. it was like you know it's like you must know what i'm talking about and the kid being like i guess i do because <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay you know and giving him that speech about you know just not giving up and and whatnot like i Mm -hmm. I really felt for that kid especially you know i played little league i was not great yeah so that feeling of like oh jesus i don't even belong out here like i totally fucking get that i quit t-ball yeah so (laughs) i never i never threw my jersey away (laughs) like that uh but i totally understood like the plight and whatnot Mm mm-hmm and I definitely in that first game when they're getting slaughtered, I definitely had terrible flashbacks to childhood <laughs> of like, oh, God, those games where you're just out there and you can't make a play. 
and everyone just seems disappointed in you yeah. <laughs> even though it's like well you're kids so in a realistic world you know or like you know if someone's being reasonable they would just be like oh tough break you know mm -hmm. whatever but in this hyper competitive field of little league where it's like it's true that people get way too fucking serious about that kind of shit oh yeah and it drains on the kids mm -hmm. in real life much like the movie where it's like people have these unrealistic expectations for kids and so when they don't meet it these kids feel terrible and it's like they're fucking kids playing a game yeah. chill out and all the assholes out there who are like fucking slaughter rules like a baby thing and you're babying these kids and they're being babies it's like they're fucking kids playing a game yeah let them just learn the skills they need to get better like it doesn't have to be about the final score yeah especially with kids of this age like if mm -hmm. this if this movie was about like a high school baseball team then maybe you could be where it's like hey you're playing to try to get to the next level yeah but in this case it's literally like you're playing to do something this summer mm -hmm. <laughs> like don't like, give them this so is much just shit a, ti a time killer like what is why yeah um but him, like, he, he shows up. Buttermaker shows up, essentially, and seems to not give a damn about these kids. Mm -hmm. And I truthfully don't know what it is that changes. Like, I, you know, other than, you know, the kids are sad and he kind of notices that. Yeah. But I liked the fact that it wasn't some sort of big, long, drawn-out thing of, like, Buttermaker hates these kids for you know the first full half of the movie and then finally comes around it was like that first game happens they get slaughtered and he's like shit yeah <laughs> like i need to actually care about this because he didn't give a shit i mean he, i think didn't he walk out to forfeit the game with the beer in his hand yes too or he's just yeah. like hey uh, we forfeit we're whatever like he, yeah. he didn't give a shit <laughs> and then he saw how much it affected the kids and he realized like oh man okay I gotta, I gotta actually put some effort into this <laughs> and try to like teach these kids how to play baseball, <laughs> which I mean is essentially the the whole of the movie. It's mm -hmm. like a bunch of misfit kids who can barely play, yeah, and a drunk ex pitcher who yeah. helps them, yeah, you know, and and we starts caring about it to the point of bringing in like ringers to try to help them win. You know, mm -hmm. he like actually gives a damn, which was fun. I mean, I honestly. There wasn't like, you know, laughs galore, especially due to its like age where it's like, I'm sure certain things were just like, that's just not necessarily funny anymore. Mm -hmm. And not like it's like terrible. It's just like, eh. but the, the I loved the, the parts towards the beginning when he's trying to get the kids like all figured out and, and, and even just the game all figured out <laughs> like that. The whole opening sequence probably has some of my favorite stuff in it. I loved the. <laughs> that blank stare on his face when they introduce him to the two Mexican kids who don't speak English and he's just like staring at them like what do I do about this like, I have absolutely no tools yeah. to get through to these kids like they don't speak English I don't speak Spanish like I it, Okay, and the fact that the scene just ends there. It's literally yeah. just like, here are the kids, and he looks at them and stares at them, and then it's next scene. Yeah, like, all right, well, this will get yeah, sorted out somehow. This is a thing. I guess we'll figure it out. I loved that the kids were like, when are we going to get our uniforms? And he was like, what? Yeah. And then it cuts right to him talking to, to Whitewood. And the line of my favorite, just, what's this crap about uniforms? Yeah. <laughs> like, he didn't even know that it was part of his duty to get mm -hmm. the kids' uniforms. Like, you didn't tell me that. I'm telling you now. God, <laughs> I hated that guy. Yeah, he was he was a wormy, weaselly little douche. Uh, and I did like that he got, not necessarily his, because it's like, whatever. Like, he didn't, like, nothing terrible happened to him. Mm -hmm. But I liked that Buttermaker called him out at the end. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to rip off half your mustache and <laughs> shove it up your nostril or something like that. <laughs> like, just shut the hell up and let me finish this game. Yeah. Which I, I definitely dug that a lot. Um, But <laughs> him, him and the kids, like, getting to know each other. Like, for one, them all riding in his car yeah. was hysterical. <laughs> like, something about that just got to me. It was literally just this car driving with this old man and a whole bunch <laughs> of kids. And the one kid, like, notices the, like, open thing of, like, Captain Morgan or whatever it was, you know, <laughs> yeah, there's a, yeah. a like half drank bottle of whiskey. Yeah, he's, he's like, it's illegal to drive with open alcohol. And he's like, so is murder. Shut up and yeah. put it away so I don't get in more trouble. Yeah, like, 
so is murder? Yeah, Why right. Why is that what you jump to? <laughs> Not like, so is driving around with 10 kids in a <laughs> Without car. Without seatbelt. I mean, yeah. 70s. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. The whole thing seems silly. But I love the fact that he uses them to clean the pools for him, mm-hmm. which is so like, as soon as it cut to that, I was like, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> that he was just like, hmm, I still got these pools to clean. Uh, <laughs> let's just use you kids yeah. all to do it. And the <laughs> fact that uh, I think it was Lupus, the kid Lupus. Who makes him a fucking martini? Mm-hmm. Like the kid is making a martini with the shaker, and when he gives it to him, he's like, "This is really excellent. Yeah, it was a good job." Like all of that, I thought was hysterical. Where it was just like, you know, call it like the '70s effect or whatever, but just the fact that a bunch of people, like, yeah, it's a movie. It's not like completely, uh, you know, indicative of real life. Mm-hmm. But the idea that the movie could be made and there'd be absolutely no questions for anybody about like, like, so you're telling me a bunch of people just send their kids off to the baseball field to hang out with this drunk guy all day and he can just take him wherever he wants and do stuff with like, you know, yeah. like take him to clean pools with him and make him drinks and stuff. And it's like, I'm sure part of that was the humor of the movie mm-hmm. of just being like, isn't this crazy and silly? But yeah. at the same time, you're kind of like. I bet that could have happened. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you there were enough people who were like, yeah, take my kid, get him back, you know, whenever. Yeah, just, just make sure he's back by dark. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and just like, whatever, who cares? And if the kids said anything, they'd be like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, did you learn something? Yeah, were you playing baseball? <laughs> um, And then the... The, the the cut sponsor. to the yes the cut to the back of their jerseys and their fucking uh, Chico's Bail Bonds team sponsors so fucking funny <laughs> that is a real company I believe and they it. and they put it into the movie like <laughs> which is just yeah. so damn funny I mean I assumed because like the other ones were like Pizza Hut and Denny's were the sponsors yeah yeah which is just I mean I know it's it's showing like yeah these other like good flashy teams got the big brand names. And then mm-hmm. the bears over here. Yeah. I got the bail bonds. <clears throat> what seems so funny to me is that it seemed like there was no, there was nothing left mm-hmm. uh, similar to like the colors for the jerseys where yeah. they were talking about. It's like, oh, all the best ones are taken, like maroon and white and white and maroon and blue and white and all this. So he yeah. has to use like yellow yeah, or something. It's like white and gold. Yeah. So it's like all those are taken and also like all the sponsors are taken. So it was like. What would this drunk guy know? Like, what business would he know mm-hmm. where he could walk in and be like, hey, guys, yeah, I got a proposition. <laughs> he tried one, like, legitimate, like, business because he went to, like, a sports store. I thought that was where he got the jerseys. Um, I mean, that may have been, but he, I I just remember, like, the, the guy behind the counter, like, pointed to, like, the different plaques of the teams that they already sponsored. Mm, okay. Uh, that's the point when they get slaughtered and everyone, and everyone mm-hmm. feels like they want to quit and stuff. After that insane opening ceremony, like that yeah. was insane. Like okay. I get that I, they were ugh. like uh, a, I mean, I get now reading it <laughs> where it's like an ultra competitive little league. Mm-hmm. Like I know that the, that the guy says that yeah uh at the, at the top of the movie like this is a pretty competitive league here buttermaker i don't know if your team's gonna make it or whatever yeah um but like i guess that would explain why they'd have such an extravagant opening ceremony but i was like i played little league it was never like this no. ever 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 yeah like never anything ever close no like the clo- marching bands the closest you got was a float in the fourth of july parade oh yeah but that's all. Yeah. There would never be a marching band. There would never be yeah. all this ridiculousness. There's no, there's no opening ceremony. Mm-hmm. You're not saying the Pledge of Allegiance before the game, mm-hmm. which was odd to me that that was yeah. something that happened. I forget if we would do the Pledge of Allegiance. I honestly don't recall. I don't think I've ever said the Pledge of Allegiance outside of school. I mean, I, I like I said, I don't recall, but it's then, like I barely it, said it. <laughs> <laughs> just sort of muttering mm-hmm. <laughs> and justice for all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so they get fucking slaughtered. Um, they forfeit. Oh, dang. I wrote down a line because I loved it so much, but I forgot <laughs> to write the line before it down for context because Ahmad says something to him. And he uses, I think he he says cracker. He says something along the lines of like, don't give me that cracker crap or something mm-hmm. to Walter Matthau. Yeah. 
And Walter Matthau, or Buttermaker's response was my favorite, which was, let's not bring race into this, Ahmed. We've got enough problems as it is. Which <laughs> <laughs> was so funny. Like, it, like the the fact that he, like, understood that it's like, okay, that might be a problem, but yeah. <laughs> we have way more. Like, let's, not, let's not complicate things. Yeah. Uh, that was hysterical. And then they start trying some more. They start actually, like, training and practicing and stuff. Uh, and they play the next game and they still get slaughtered. Yeah. Which I thought was wonderful. That yeah. it wasn't like an immediate like, oh, hey, look at this, whatever. It just, and, it wasn't as bad. Exactly. Well, that, and then the next friggin' line, this had so many great lines from Buttermaker in mm-hmm. this movie, including the one after that where he says, we finished the whole game, didn't we? Yeah. Like that <laughs> was the the success of mm-hmm. the whole thing. It was like, it, we, it ended and we didn't forfeit it. Yeah. So... Baby steps. Yeah. And, and then, then someone says, Buttermaker, you're so dumb. <laughs> I was like, God, I don't know what it is about that name, but it really made it for me. Like, if he had just like a normal ass last name, mm-hmm. I don't think some of those lines would be nearly as funny when they like people address him. But yeah. it's just like Buttermaker is it's perfect. Like, it feels like it was workshopped. You know what I mean? Like, let's find the best name for this coach so that these lines sound as funny as they can. Yeah. Because Buttermaker, <laughs> you're so dumb, is so good to me. I don't know why. In in this chunk of the movie, as he's trying to get the team better, he goes to see Amanda, mm-hmm. who is Tatum O'Neill. I personally haven't seen her in much else, but apparently she got paid like $350,000 to be in this movie. Like she had her. been in stuff beforehand and was like a big time child actor. So mm-hmm. for this movie, it was like, oh, we got to get fucking. Yeah, I actually I looked her up and I was like, because she kind of looks like, honestly, to me, she looks like and I don't remember the actress's name, but the girl that was in the movie because of Winn-Dixie. It's like Anna Roth something or other. I don't (laughs) remember. But I was like, I wonder if they're like related or something because they kind of have a similar vibe. Mm -hmm. But I looked up Tatum O'Neill. And was like, is there anything else that I would have seen her in that would have given me that like, oh, she kind of looks like that. Yeah, yeah. The only thing that I've seen her in was This Is 40. She played oh. She played a real estate agent. Okay, so yeah, not even when she was a child. So yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like uh, okay. Well. <laughs> but she, she is uh, the daughter of one of Buttermaker's old girlfriends who he apparently like started trying to teach to pitch mm-hmm. when she was younger. And then he kind of does another of those little like sort of uh, sort of reverse psychology things on her yeah. as well about like, oh, you know, when she denies him and she's like, you're an old bum and I'm not going to come help you yeah. and all that. I got a good job here selling maps to stars, homes and shit and mm-hmm. whatever. That was the only way I knew it was California. Oh, yeah. And I was like, maps to start? Okay, so it's around Los Angeles yeah. then, I guess. They're, they're near Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and you know, she she blows him off. And then his response of like, oh, well, you probably wouldn't haven't even been practicing. So you wouldn't be any good anyway. And then she's like, yep. oh, I'll show you. Yeah. And it's like, well, now he's got you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she's got all those ridiculous demands for him after he agrees <laughs> to it. You know, she wants imported jeans and, and uh, ballet <laughs> lessons and stuff. I loved that he called her catfish hunting. Hunter, and she just said who is that and i was like that doesn't work anymore at all like he's a pitcher yeah he was paid a bunch way back in the 70s and he apparently had some like high demands as well or something mm-hmm. and i was like she's too young for that reference therefore we right now are <laughs> infinitely too young yeah. for that reference <laughs> there's no fucking way I that know was for Catfish 70s Hunters adults only, only. <laughs> exactly i thought that was hysterical where it was like that was probably funny to some people when that movie came out. Yeah. But <laughs> watching it now, I was on her side completely like, who's Catfish Hunter? Yeah. The hell does that mean? <laughs> Something else funny, a, a tiny little like tangential uh, relation to it in the Grumpy Old Men movie with Malter Matthau. Mm-hmm. Catfish Hunter is the name given to the like famous catfish in the lake that everyone's trying to catch. <laughs> so you have to imagine that was a reference yeah. to this. Like being like, oh, remember that line about Catfish Hunter way back in the day? Ooh, call back to that. Uh, so he gets her and they get their pitching figured out because she's like a fucking assassin on the mound. Like mm-hmm. she, She's the only one who can actually pitch because that other kid with the glasses 
was clearly yeah. terrible. <laughs> Everyone was just <laughs> cranking homers off of him. Yeah. Thankfully, they didn't show him be like too depressed about that. Yeah. Because I'll tell you, like I pitched, and when I pitched bad, I felt bad. But if I pitched as bad as that kid did, where it was literally just like every fucking throw is getting cranked, mm-hmm. I I probably would have just left. That is when I would have <laughs> ripped <laughs> off the jersey and just climbed a tree or something because <laughs> that would that would have been horrible. But it's like he he seems to accept that he is no longer the pitcher fairly well. Yeah. Like they don't really show him. It, there's not like a scene of like you. Fucking get out of here. You're mm-hmm. terrible. We're going with Amanda. Yeah. It was just like, Amanda's the pitcher now. And that kid seemed to not mind. Yeah. He's like, all right, right field it is. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, so they get that figured out, but they still can't bat for shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're still That's apparently awful. something they didn't work on. Yeah. Um, I mean, because earlier in the movie, when he's like trying to teach them batting, that's when he... <laughs> falls down on the grass and yeah. just passes out and they're like is he dead like no he's just drunk uh i, I liked how aware the kids were of, of what a like horrible drunk he was mm-hmm. especially that actually just to roll it back a tiny bit after that blowout game and he's like trying to like rally the kids again like hey no come on we'll work harder and we'll get back out there and whatever and the one kid is just like go back to your beer yeah. And I was like, ooh, that probably fucking cuts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where the kids are just like, you don't fucking give a shit. Just go drink, you drunk. Like, oh, shit. Maybe that's what did it for them. Maybe, honestly. Now that I think about it, that might have been a good one. I mean, also seeing all the kids be so sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so they, they, they're terrible at batting, and they lose again, but... It's by one. Mm-hmm. It's like one to nothing or something. It's like yeah. they were at least able to keep it tight until the very end of the game. Mm-hmm. And that is when Kelly Leak shows up. Yeah. Jackie Earl Haley's character. Super stoked to see him in this. <laughs> I was glad that I wasn't going crazy because I was like, he's in this movie. I know he's in this movie. Mm-hmm. But I I didn't know, like, uh, you know, it's it's hard enough to guess someone's age as is. Yeah. Just like looking at an adult person and being like, I know exactly how old you are. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know how old he's going to be in this movie. Yeah. So I was looking at some of the kids and I was like, am I just fucking crazy or do none of these kids look like Jackie Earl Haley? Like, how could they have grown up into that, like, redheaded guy when they're, like, all blonde? Yeah. Or the one kid with, like, curly brown hair who yeah. is clearly not him. Like, is he the kid with the glasses? The, like, stats kid? Yeah, the, the asthmatic <laughs> kid and everything. Like, is he that one? And I just don't recognize him under the glasses or something? And then when they finally, because he, he's at the very beginning, he, mm-hmm. lights, he lights Buttermaker's cigar for him. But you don't get that good of a look at his face. And honestly, I thought he was a girl. <laughs> Me too. I thought it was a girl on the motorcycle, and I was like, okay. But then when they finally show him, like, they hit the ball out towards him, Mm -hmm. and they're like, hey, throw it back, and he just fucking hurls it. And they're like, holy shit, that kid can fucking throw the goddamn ball. Yeah. Uh, At that point, I realized what the fuck that whole motorcycle sequence was earlier during the opening ceremonies when he rolls out. Like, before Mm -hmm. you know who he is, and you've only seen him that, like, one time, and then he rolls out onto the field on the motorcycle and just like drives around and runs into the fence and people drag him off the field and everything. Mm-hmm. But then that's it. They don't follow him. They don't name him. He doesn't have any lines. Yeah. And when, once that happened, I was like, what the fuck was going on with this motorcycle this scene? Yeah. I was like, was this was this like really funny in the 70s or something like yeah. motorcycle <laughs> jokes or something? Like, What is happening here? And then when he shows up again there, I was like, oh, now it makes sense. Okay. He's like the hoodlum who wants nothing to do with baseball. Mm-hmm. And they get him to play, and by the end of it, he cares and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Like that's his okay. But as soon as I got a good look at him, I was like, "There he is. <laughs> There's Jackie." I was surprised how seemingly quickly the team learned like shifts. Oh, because it was like their third game in. Yeah, yeah, and. They, you know, Buttermaker says, you know, he calls out for a specific player shift and everyone like shifts to the left. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how, how did this ragtag team (laughs) learn a full on like shift for one specific batter that quickly? Also, how do you get like footage 
or whatever. Like, oh. how do you know that this particular <laughs> little league batter yeah. always hits to left field? Who is like, who is like uh, uh, tracking this stuff? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't. It was a little silly, it, it, especially too, because it's like maybe this is an indictment on my little league coaches, <laughs> but we never discussed anything like that like shifts or like defensive strategies other than like cover the place you are yeah you know what i mean like if you're on first base cover right there if you're second base cover in between the bases your shortstop cover the other side outfield third base whatever you know you just do your shit yeah and and cut off men that was basically all we learned you Mm -hmm. know what i mean it's like cover your shit and when you're thrown in from the outfield try to hit the cutoff man yeah. And that was basically it. Yeah. So like shifts. It was just like, wow, this is actually kind of advanced. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess it is a really competitive league. So they get Jackie Earl Haley, they get Kelly to play the game because he uh he's he's like a loan shark to kids. Mm-hmm. And he like uh he hustles people on the air hockey tables yeah. at the arcade <laughs> and stuff. And Amanda goes and talks to him and they make like a bet. About, yeah. you know, whoever wins or what was it about winning the, the air hockey game? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was like, if I win, you come and play for the team. And if you win, I'll go on a date with you. Yeah. And she loses and he goes on a date with her, I guess. They don't show that, right? I don't remember no, that. No, I think, I think he showed up to the field before the date even happened. Right. But he's like hanging around waiting, essentially. Like he, mm-hmm. he doesn't want anything to do with the game. He's not there to practice. Yeah. He's just hanging out because like, yeah, me and Amanda, we'll go we'll hop on my motorcycle and go do shit afterwards. Yeah. He's got the hots for Amanda. Yeah. And so then that there was uh, sweet ass at the field. That's why he was hanging out all the time. Yeah. And then uh, Turner shows up and sees him there and he's like you fucking kid you're the one with the motorcycle and he starts giving him some shit and that kind of galvanizes him into being like i'm gonna play for the bears to play against you fuck yeah. you so yeah. he decides to join the team yeah because the the other coach tells him like no one even wants you here yeah he oh, fuck you he was already asked <laughs> to be on a team you don't even know yeah so th- that was i liked i, I kind of dug his story even if at the beginning he's obviously a bit of a shithead because mm-hmm. that's kind of his character I like, mean, he's they, the, they kind of all were shitheads at they the beginning. really were i was uh not necessarily like i was okay it, when it said pg at the beginning of the movie i was like okay i know that that is misleading because mm-hmm. pg-13 didn't exist until the 80s right so you know, if it doesn't have, you know, like heads coming off yeah. or like tits, yeah. it's not going to get an R. Right. So I was kind of expecting more like shits and fucks and mm-hmm. those kinds of words out of the kids. And instead it was like nigger and spick and faggot. And I was like, my God, movie. Yeah. I was like, not expecting that at all. Not in a, in the slightest. Um, so it, in, in our current, <laughs> in the parlance of our times, mm-hmm. Uh, the kids probably seem a lot shittier than they are intended to. Yeah. You know, I'm sure in the movie it was supposed to be like, oh, these precocious little scamps. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm watching it and I'm like, what's happening at home, Tanner? Yeah. <laughs> your, your your father must be a monster. Yeah. <laughs> like if, right. if this is the kind of language you're throwing around at other kids who are like your friends. Like yeah. he, he and Ahmed weren't even like rivals. Yeah. It wasn't even like, I, I say terrible slurs about black people and I hate the black kid on my team. It was like your buddies, and he's yeah. still calling you that. Like, this is this is a weird thing going mm-hmm. on with this movie. Like, really, a case of like of the times. Yes. Um, but it was uh, it was nice to see that the shittiest kids still like you know they were clearly meant to be kind of shitty mm-hmm. in a certain sense, so they do learn to be better. Right. So it was like as much as I hated that Tanner kid. And every every fucking awful word that came out of his mouth <laughs> and his terrible attitude. Like, I get it. He's got a Napoleon complex because he's so short. And it's like, yeah, well, fuck you. Anyway, yeah. I don't I don't uh, I, I don't subscribe to that of being like, oh, give him a pass. He's just short and angry. It's like, no, <laughs> no, you deal didn't. with your fucking anger problems. Yeah, seriously. Um, and I felt really goddamn shitty when uh, when he's like telling that lupus kid to not even sit near him when they're eating food yeah. and everything. And I was like, who the fuck are you to tell someone to sit away from you, you little creep? Like, yeah. you're awful. Like, you're the kind of kid people should avoid. And you're mm-hmm. telling this kid to go sit somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And then those other kids show up and throw ketchup all over Lupus. Yeah. They, and then, mm, and then Tanner, like, sticks up for him a bit. And he gets his ass kicked and dumped in a garbage can. 
And then there's that little moment at the end of that scene when Lupus is like, thanks, because nobody ever sticks up for me. And the kid, I forget what Tanner says. He says something along the lines of like, yeah, why would they? And then he gives him that look and he's like, oh, shit. Like, it, like he realizes, like, I am no better yeah. than those fucking kids that just dumped ketchup all over you. So that was a nice moment. Like, mm-hmm. I, I liked the fact that the shitty kids kind of mm-hmm. learned to yeah. be less shitty. They had some growth. Yeah, it was just definitely a shock at how shitty they were. <laughs> like, I literally, I would have preferred if that Tanner kid just said fuck every other word. Yeah. Instead of being as awful as he was. Agreed. <laughs> um. So they uh, they start, you know, practicing with Amanda and Kelly. Things are looking good. And I absolutely loved, like, overall the movie making of mm-hmm. the movie, like the filmmaking of this was decent. And, you know, it was good. Yeah. Like, there was nothing about it that felt like, ooh, this was a little uh, amateur hour or whatever. Mm-hmm. Probably my favorite moment because I love these kinds of things. They happen a lot in Coen Brothers movies, so I love them, but it's the <laughs> hidden cut from a scene to a scene. Mm-hmm. And it's when they're practicing and Amanda throws the ball to Kelly at the plate and he catches it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, give me some more than that. And Buttermaker's like, fucking do it. Throw a heater at him. Get it. Like, yeah. Let's do it. She whips it at him. He cranks it. It cuts to that shot of the ball flying. And yes. then when it comes down out of the fence, it's in the game mm-hmm. instead of at practice. And as soon as that happened, I was like, that's my favorite thing in the world. Oh, I, my God. I made a note about that, too. Those are some <laughs> of my favorite moments in movies is when a movie has made a cut that you don't realize. Yeah. And you're like, oh, like as much as it may be like some people assholes mostly but some people will be like it really takes me out of the movie because it makes me think about the movie making and not be in the story and it's like you can do both if you're not an asshole (laughs) (laughs) so just you know figure that part out yeah but i absolutely love that they finally finally win a game (laughs) and i love that buttermaker just pours beer all over him right oh my god God. it was so funny that he's just (laughs) dumping beer on their heads like yeah yeah (laughs) 70s man i mean i'm sure at the time it was meant to look ridiculous yeah um but there's something so so funny about it to me like just in general the idea of like this dude he's always got a cooler of beer near him Mm -hmm. he's always drinking so of course his celebration (laughs) would be just (laughs) dumping beer on these kids um which is absolutely wonderful and i love it and that's when i like that they kind of turned like that goes into sort of a montage essentially like a just a quick sequence of like they won more games mm-hmm. they're actually making a push and yeah. then and then it's just there it's just like and now the championship game is tomorrow yeah and i was like nice thanks mm-hmm. for not dragging that out yeah forever to be like and then we're going to show you the next eight games in excruciating detail it's like just get us there they're better they keep getting better and now they're going to play like in the championship game Mm -hmm. it dawned on me how similar engelberg the the fat catcher kid Mm -hmm. is to goldberg in the mighty ducks the fat goalie kid Mm -hmm. and i was like is that a specific reference like did they give him a berg name in mighty ducks as a reference to this kid in mm-hmm. in bad news bears like it might be yeah because they're very similar and and you know i, I i'm not a, a kid's sports movie like encyclopedia or anything mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's like it feels like bad news bears was kind of the start of this kind of stuff like i can't imagine a movie like this existing in like the 60s yeah it feels like this was probably one of the first of its kind of like the movie of the misfit kids yeah. coming together to try yeah. to win and all that kind of stuff. So it's like Mighty Ducks. Obviously, I never knew this as a kid watching Mighty Ducks, but looking at it now, it's like, oh, my God, how much of a fucking debt do you owe yeah. Bad News Bears? <laughs> so I wonder if that was like a, a little wink to them, yeah. of like giving the Berg name to the like <laughs> sort of annoying, overweight yeah. <laughs> uh, kid who wears all the gear. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's a similar kind of thing. Which, um, why is it over? Why is the overweight kid always the catcher? I mean, I guess it's so it doesn't get past him. I mean, I guess yeah. <laughs> Same with the goalie. Like it's, yeah. if you're bigger, then yeah, you get past that's it. True, because like in uh, the Sandlot, he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't have a Berg name, but that's true. Ham yeah. Hamilton Porter. <laughs> I mean his his last name is Porter. That's kind of a nod to his uh, size. Porker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So they get to the big championship game. 
And like I said before, I knew what was coming. I knew that the Bears don't win. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's kind of a uh, iconic. Yeah, it's kind of like the iconic thing about this movie is that it's like they're they're kind of losers mm-hmm. and they, you know, they learn to be better. But in the end, they're still losers. But the kind of point is that they're OK with it. Yeah. And it's not that losers then become winners. Mm-hmm. It's just like losers become better losers. Yeah. <laughs> sort of, you know, that that's sort of the vibe of it. And I like it better, like people always look at it in the wrong generation of things because they'll look at something like Mighty Ducks. And at the end of Mighty Ducks, the Ducks win, of course, because it's Disney. And mm-hmm. like I said, Mighty Ducks is kind of bad news bears, but the edges sanded off. <laughs> it's like everything's nice and sort of friendlier and happier. <laughs> and it ends with a, a you know a happy ending for the kids and all that. And people will look at that and then they'll look at, you know, millennials, people raised on that movie. Mm-hmm. And be like, that's the fucking problem with millennials. Like, there, there's the happy ending movie instead of something like Bad News Bears. And it's like, who the fuck made the movie? Yeah. Do you think nine-year-old kids made that movie? No. People mm-hmm. were like, oh, what would sell better? You know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. the, it's the people who made the fucking movies mm-hmm. point of view that gave us the everyone wins and it's a happy ending kind of thing. Yeah. We were just the ones subjected to it. Yep. So it's like, don't give us shit for that. And people, it's so annoying. It's like, we didn't have a choice to get participation trophies. That was the fucking parents that did it. And now they're the ones bitching like, oh, you all got trophies no matter how good you did. Like, like, oh, yeah. We didn't ask for that. I remember buying that trophy for myself. Mm -hmm. What the fuck are you talking about? It's so annoying. Um, So it's like, truthfully, I would have liked to have seen something like Bad News Bears. Where it has that kind of ending, mm-hmm. or it's like they wind up losing, but they put up a great effort, and but that movie had cursing in it, mm-hmm. so the same people who decided that they needed a happy ending movie also would never show us this movie. Yeah. So therefore, <laughs> it's like, how the fuck is it our fault? Come on. <laughs> um, but I loved, I loved the championship game. I really did. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's such like it's almost a tiny little microcosm of the whole movie where it's like you could almost just watch that championship game thing mm-hmm. and kind of see it, especially like Buttermaker and his decisions and what he does. Like the fact that he's like, oh, you know, we got to win it. We came all the way here. Mm-hmm. So we have to win the goddamn championship game against those goddamn Yankees. Yeah. Like our, our, our arch rivals with that goddamn Roy Turner coaching the other team and all that, you know? Um, so the fact that he, you know, tells Kelly to just go out there and be like, catch everything, run, you know, just yeah. if if it's anywhere near you, make the play so that no, we that can was, win. That was the game before. Was it? Yeah. Because I have it written in here. Yeah, because oh, yeah, then was. when everyone's practicing for the championship game. That's right. They're all no, giving him shit. Yeah. <clears throat> but still. But either way, yeah, he t- he tells Kelly to do that because he's just like, we just we gotta win, we gotta mm-hmm. we gotta fucking win it because that's the whole point of this, right? And then he sees that you know the kids are kind of you know they don't like Kelly now because they yeah. think he's a ball hog, and Kelly kind of doesn't like him now because he told him to do that, and he you know caused him all this all this like mm-hmm. hassle with his teammates and stuff. So it was it was fun to see Buttermaker realize that like fuck, dude, this is about these kids like that's what this should be about it's not about me winning and feeling better than turner Mm -hmm. it's about these kids playing this game and having fun and being friends and obviously yeah they needed to be better than that first game in order to have fun yeah like you will never (laughs) have fun if that's your game every single game but once they get to that point once they get to the point where it's like we're a competitive team we could win a game against someone then you just need to go out there and you just need to play you just need to have fun yeah and I loved that it didn't like th- like just jam it down our throats, <laughs> but I liked that it showed how the kids on the Yankees and the other teams seemed miserable. Yeah. And I was like, that is so, that is such a, and to, to call something like the Bad News Bears powerful might be a bit much, <laughs> but it really was just showing how it's like these kids are having fun sort of sucking. Yeah. And these kids are all winning, being screamed at by this asshole, including his own son. Yeah. And they all look fucking miserable. Even once they win, they look miserable. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like it, it was such a, a powerful thing. And I liked that Buttermaker like notices that. Mm-hmm. And at that final inning, even though it's like we need run, you know, we we could we could win this. Yeah. But he's like, fuck, I haven't played these other kids and they deserve to play. Yeah. So I'm putting them in. And that's whenever mm-hmm. that's when fucking Whitewood gets mad at him about it. And he does the whole mustache line mm-hmm. <laughs> and stuff. But it was even, it was even Lupus is like. 
Oh, that was one of my favorite little oh. moments. I didn't write the line down because I was, uh, I it was, it was, I was just watching it, it. Yeah, yeah, and I couldn't remember it well enough. But that moment, he's like, "I'm probably the worst player in this league. You should not put me in." Yeah, <laughs> he's just like, "Nah, go out there. You'll be great." Uh, like earlier in the movies, when they lost to the Athletics, mm-hmm. and they said, and someone said they're the worst, or Lupus said they're the worst team in the league. And then someone else said second worst. He's like, oh, right. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, That was wonderful. Kid. And I love that, like, as as cheesy and sort of happy ending as it is, like, he makes the play that he needs to make. Like, the mm-hmm. fly ball comes to him and he catches it. Everyone's mm-hmm. like, holy shit, dude. Yeah. Like, that was wonderful. And I honestly, I didn't know exactly how it was going to, how they were going to lose. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew that the Bears lose, but I didn't know how it was. And I liked the fact that it was Kelly trying so hard you know what i mean it Mm -hmm. wasn't like someone goes up and strikes out and oh that sucks yeah or someone just hits a grounder right to first base and they're out and the game's over Mm -hmm. it was like i could tie this game with my hustle yeah even though i'm the kid who fucking doesn't give a shit about anything Mm -hmm. and i'll ride a motorcycle all over the place and shit like that (laughs) but the fact that it was like if i hustle hard enough i could tie this game Mm -hmm. and he just just barely doesn't make it yeah and it's it's less heartbreaking that way because mm. you're just like fucking a. You tried so hard. Yeah, they like the, the bears awesome. had such heart to it that yeah. it didn't matter that they didn't win because obviously they were happier than the <laughs> fucking team that did win. And uh, and that final little moment when the Yankees kind of give them that like really fucking shitty like mm-hmm. way to go speech, even though they still tell them that they suck. Yeah. Like, we still think you guys are bums, but you got guts, I guess. Yeah. And the Bears are like, oh, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> Take your trophy and your apology and shove it up your ass. Yeah. And and uh, Lupus, at the very end, he gets like one one line out and he almost looks terrified that he did. Where he's like, watch out next year. <laughs> like, you know, like, that was adorable and mm-hmm. wonderful. And and. The fact that he gives them all beer yeah. to celebrate, which was so in funny. In front of all these other parents. In front of everybody. Because they come out of the dugout yeah. with it. And they're all over the field. And and something that I I couldn't believe that I didn't necessarily put it together. But I looked at it on Wikipedia. Like the very last line of it said something. And I was like, oh, I didn't even think of it that way. But the way the camera kind of is like craning out. And the Yankees are leaving and they look kind of dejected because they just had a, a trophy thrown at them and, mm-hmm. you know, shit talk to them. And also their, you know, their manager is awful and he shoved his kid during the game Didn't and the kid him. just quit. He oh, that's right. He slapped him. Slapped him across the face. Yeah. On the mound in oh, the middle of the game. Oh, my God. And the kid was just like, well, then fuck you. And he, and he basically throws the game. Mm-hmm. But they wind up winning anyway. But yeah. like. The Yankees are the winners and they look miserable as they walk off the field and mm-hmm. the Bears are all cheering and like dousing each other in beer and just mm-hmm. having this big old thing and just realizing that the end of the movie, like if you didn't actually know, you'd think the Bears won mm-hmm. because of how that last shot looks. Yeah. And it's like, that's actually super poignant and awesome. Yeah. And I kind of loved it. Like <laughs> that was a perfect way to end it. Oh yeah. And an, another th- uh, I read um Roger Ebert's review from back in the day when it first came out. Mm-hmm. And one thing that he mentioned that I thought was really interesting and that I really did like as well is that like except for the moments with Buttermaker and Amanda because that was a little different considering that he like knew her, mm-hmm. you know, and like he dated her mom and you know she wants to kind of hang out with him and her and like kind of make him a family sort of and, Yeah. All that stuff. That was also sad when he doused beer in her face after that. He's like, shut up. Get out of here. I'm a bum. What do you want to do with me? Get out of here. Like, that was kind of heavy. But other than those moments, like with the rest of the kids, like none of it is off field shit. You know what I mean? It's like pretty much everything is through the prism of baseball. Mm -hmm. Except for the pool cleaning. Well, right. But like them learning to be, you know, friends, learning to be better, mm-hmm. you know, just any of the the sort of big moments that happen. It's like all of it is through the game of baseball and playing baseball. It's not, you know, oh, they're out yeah. having dinner or, you know, yeah. they go to the kid's house to meet his family or yeah, there was blah, like blah, blah. one pizza party. Yeah. And that was like the, the opening of the movie kind of. Yeah. So that really didn't have anything to do with the kids themselves at that point. But, you know, it's never like 
you know, oh, Tanner, what's happening at home? Like, oh, well, my parents. And then they meet his parents and his parents are jerks and and Buttermaker stands up to them and tells them, you know, or any of that kind of bullshit. It was Mm -hmm. just like, no, 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 no. It's about a baseball team. Yeah. And they have to get better if they want to win. And that's really all it's about. Yeah. And I, I, I agreed with that. And I realized how awesome that was. Like, oh, yeah, there wasn't any fucking forced drama bullshit mm-hmm. on top of just the drama of being a terrible little league <laughs> team like that's all you need that's yeah. all it has to be and it's kind of more about buttermaker than it is about any of the kids specifically yeah <laughs> so you kind of you really didn't need that yeah. <laughs> in the championship game mm-hmm. when it's that last inning and he's starting to put like all those other kids in yeah 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 one of my favorite parts about that was when the little mexican kid went up to bat and the pitcher oh, yeah, yeah. could not get a strike yeah, there's no strike he's zone so short <laughs> and the coach is just yelling at him just throw it lower and the little mexican kid's just standing there like smirking at yeah, the like pitcher, he knows. and then just like trots off to his base oh i loved that, that, was that oh, was also hilarious. uh also the one kid um oh my god and someone when he starts putting out all the like bench warmers one of the mm. kids there was a bunch of kids that were like saying shit about it one of the kids the line that i caught was why don't we put helen keller out there too <laughs> I did not hear that. That is oh hysterical. My God. Oh. That yeah, that was I'm so glad that I caught that line. <laughs> yeah, really. I also loved uh Rudy was the one who was the first pitcher. Okay. With with the glasses mm-hmm. and everything. But I loved when he sent him out there to get hit by pitches. He's just like, I don't I don't want to do that. I don't yeah. it hurts. I don't want to do that. He's yeah. like, just get out there and do what I say. Yeah. <laughs> so that was hysterical. Like his his totally real response. Like I get hit by pitches as a kid and it sucked. And if someone told me to go out there and purposefully get hit, I would have reacted exactly the same yeah. way. Like, no. No, that Let hurts. me just hit it. Yeah. I liked that he did too, that like the second time he sent him out there to get hit, mm-hmm. he was like, fuck it. And he yeah. took a swing and he actually got a hit and stuff. And I was like, yeah. That's that's a fun little moment, and it's mm-hmm. totally true too. Like even if I would get reamed out mm-hmm. later for it, if it was an opportunity to hit the ball instead of get hit by the ball, I would swing a hundred percent. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but I mean, overall, I honestly, I I really enjoyed it, even if it wasn't like a a laugh a minute mm-hmm. kind of comedy. Mm-hmm. Like I almost feel like it if it tried that hard it would have been bad yeah you know if they tried oh, yeah. too hard to be like really silly and make sure that there's you know five jokes every scene and you know all that it was just it, they kind of just rolled along and it did what it needed to do mm-hmm. to get to those moments that were funny because they were kind of really honest and they weren't yeah. all that forced yeah it, it you know? truly felt like it was like real life comedy like it's, mm-hmm. this is a real situation like this is something that probably like could have or did happen in some little league at some point yeah, in time yeah, yeah. like it it all seems like pretty true to life mm-hmm. and i i definitely appreciated that mm-hmm. it's it's so much better when the funny comes from just like the characters that they've established mm-hmm. and the situation they've put them in where you kind of all like even if you can see it coming just that realization of like, oh, God, <laughs> like this is, oh, that's what's going to go down. Mm-hmm. Like that's way funnier than if someone's just like, oh, look at him do something zany or yeah. whatever or some silly ass sound effects. Like, oh, the kid fell down and whoop or some yeah. dumbass shit like that. Yeah, there's no slapstick in it. Yeah, it's not for babies, you know, yeah. like that's what it feels like so many kids movies like became uh, like, I mean, to, to keep beating <laughs> a fucking murdered horse. <laughs> But like Mighty Ducks has that in spades where it's just like shitty sound effects. Like, what is this? Howard Stern? Like, what is going on here? Why have so many fucking like dumbass like whoops and whips and fucking, you know, boings and all that kind of dumb shit? And it's just like, just just be a movie. Yeah. You don't need to overdo it. You like you don't need to make these sound effects and flashy lights to like grab toddlers' attention. Mm-hmm. It's like just make a movie that's funny, and I guarantee you, kids will find it funny. Yeah, you don't have to dumb it down the way that they do, and that's kind of the big thing. Like I, I don't necessarily agree with the the idea that like movies, you know, for kids are like pussified or you know it's making them wimps or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's just like you're just dumbing it down too hard. It's yeah. too dumb is really what it is it's not that it's like too pc or too blah blah it's like you're just making it dumber than it needs to be like kids as much as i might not like them that much (laughs) kids are smarter than people give them credit for and it's like if something is just funny 
mm-hmm. chances are kids will find it funny. Yeah. Unless it's something like that catfish hunter line where it's like, there's just no way they know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's just I mean, ridiculous. But there's nothing wrong with that, too, where there's, you know, movies that are like meant for kids. Mm-hmm. But there's plenty of, you know, adult humor mixed in that's kind of hidden. Oh, yeah. From naive minds. I mean, I'll bet you that none of the kids who went and saw that movie when it first came out realized what was so funny about him cracking a beer at the beginning dumping some of it out just to fill that empty space with like bourbon or whatever yeah. it was <laughs> like the no, the kids probably didn't you know it's like oh he's having a drink and he put other drink in it okay yeah. but to adults it's like jesus dude it's like the morning yeah. what are you doing you just showed up for practice <laughs> yeah this is your introduction to us mm-hmm. i think we know what you're all about now buttermaker <laughs> Well, I think that is going to wrap it up for Popcorn for Dinner this week. This is Jeff. And Kelly. Buttermaker, you are so dumb. (laughs) 